Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of A Way Back Home with me, your host, Aquanetta Finesse. Now, today is a very special day <laughs> um, because this podcast is going to have some changes and it's for the best, it's, it's for the best. Um, I'm utilizing this creative outlet as a means to process some things and also discuss them with you guys. Um, I always love hearing anyone's take or wise, you know, perspective on whatever I'm talking about. And being honest and having honest relationships with other people and, you know, the world around me and myself, most importantly, has been a priority as of recently um a part of that looks like me showing up authentically and doing specifically this podcast with a high level of not even just I mean is there a low level of integrity just integrity (laughs) just integrity um I've come to the realization that something I had every intention of doing um since I was 18 I turned 28 this year so we'll we'll just round it out to 10 years <laughs> but something that I've had the I had every intention of doing since I was 18 has not been done um I actually would say that the total opposite has been done and for me that's very heartbreaking it's also the truth though and so I'm okay with that. Like I'm, I'm okay. I can, I can handle difficult truths. And so the thing is though, what I had intended at 18. Um, so when I was like 18, I was actually specifically at 18, I was ridiculously depressed. Um, my, cortisol levels were fucking I mean I don't even I didn't even know what cortisol was I don't think at that time but looking at like my graduation pictures and things like that ooh, yeah you just tell like I was experiencing a lot of life and life had just caught up with me and I remember coming to my mom mind you at this time no one Um, and I, I still believe I've been the first, um, yeah, no one in my family had like gone to therapy. I don't come from a family that, um, encourages, you know, therapy on a large scale or even just really knows like what it can do, how it can be helpful, how literally anything probably outside of physical therapy is helpful. And so at at the beautiful wise young age of 18 I was fully aware that what I was feeling I was ready to wreak havoc on the world mind you I was about to go um away for college and so that scared me it wasn't like going away to college it scared me um what scared me was I was aware that it wouldn't be oh what a nice thing of it oh hmm. I just thought anyway I'm gonna keep going you'll see I oh (laughs) I I even though I didn't know how I was going to necessarily do it I had the awareness that I was and I didn't even use it in these words but I knew that I, and I told my mom, I did use these exact words. I said, I don't, I said, I want to go to therapy because I don't want to hurt people that didn't hurt me. Like they didn't do anything, but I had the awareness enough to know, like in some way, shape or form, it's going to want to get released. It's going to want to come out like that anger, that sadness, that get back that bitterness that resentfulness those moments of heartbreak like they're gonna they want to be expressed they have to be and so 
even though I meant well, and I ended up going to therapy, um, that therapist, I want, you know, God bless him. Um, he was a Christian therapist. So again, right. Like I, my mom didn't really know about therapy or neither did I. So it was really a shot in the dark for, uh, a long time with therapists. Um, so much so I'd even say that last, the last therapist I had is the best one. Uh, and I've had a few cause baby, one thing I'll do, I'll fire a therapist. Oh, ooh, okay. Um, but yeah, I didn't, I just didn't want to hurt people. Cause I knew that I was like, they didn't do anything, but I know I had the wisdom to know how we get down as humans. We get down with the get down. Hurt people, hurt people. And I didn't know to what extent I would do it. And I think I even also understood. Yeah, like I understood at that time, even with knowing less logically, I still had that inner wisdom of like, I don't know how, but it's gonna be released. And I don't, I don't even like, I may not know how to release it, but I also don't have the tools to combat it. And so I guess from there, I, yeah, that's definitely a place of compassion. Cause I, I didn't know. Um, and I also knew that I didn't know so much. So I said, let's go to see a therapist. Um, but yeah, as, as we fast forwarded in life, um, I've been bleeding on people that didn't hurt me. And that's a sad, I guess, uh, come, come to moment, whatever. (laughs) Like, it's just sad to know. It's sad to know that I had like, you know, really good intentions. Um, and though my intentions were to do the complete opposite, it hasn't taken away from the impact it has had on my relationships with everything and everybody. Like, I can truly say it feels like everything in my life has come to a halt and it's so loud. It's like a screeching halt. Um, like wherever I was headed or, or not even was wherever I'm still headed. Um, life is like, Hey, 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 I see where you going, girl. Before you get there, you gotta handle this so much so I'm going to like I feel like God is like oh so much so I'm gonna shut some things down like this business is not up and running right now (laughs) you need to do some in-house cleaning that's what's happening um wow what a what a metaphor what a visual um but yeah it's it's been and it's been impacting my all of my every area of my life since then um (laughs) I didn't realize that that was showing up in my life and having several jobs. I didn't realize it was showing up in my frustration with people and my irritability. I didn't know that it was revealing itself in the way that um, I chose to handle money and the lack of handling it with care. Yeah, everything has, has seemed to come to a halt and also in a loving way, right? Because, I mean, like like I said, I mean, and I was telling my sister, you know, when God sees my attention is too much in one area that's not honoring my highest good, God will limit my interaction or connection to it. And, you know, in hindsight, it is really nice to see, I guess, from that perspective to look back and see those moments as as that and see it as you know when that came to a halt God was like please you don't have to go that way um or hey can we just redirect our attention over here we don't need to work there you know and as much as I would love to say that a lot of things that came to a halt you know 
I think that sometimes, especially at least for me, due to social media and the just the things that I'll look at and what my algorithm has will consistently show me, you know, that shit turns into like an echo chamber, um, especially with the phones listening, because all you got to do is talk about something and, and you'll be like, exactly. It's like your phone heard you. That's what that was. <laughs> but I used to see a lot of these things as like, fine, you're not, you're no good for me. That's because I'm too, I'm too good for this. I'm actually, I'm actually, I'm, I'm better off without you. Actually, I don't even, you know what? I feel like them people in the movies, you know what? Fuck you. You know, like when they're walking away. <laughs> um, I feel like I have had that experience and that's not really what was happening. The truth of the matter was I was bleeding on people and things and yeah, it, it just hurt people, hurt people, baby, hurt people, hurt people. Um, Ironically, though, we still have, you know, a powerful hand in our own lives. So connections that I valued very much have suffered and and or ended due to me simply being hard headed, I guess. Um, And I say hard headed in this sense, and maybe that's not maybe that's not the kindest word. I can't think of another word, but whatever word falls under, you know, fine, whatever, I'll go, you know, like that type of energy of oh, victimization. <laughs> That's what it is. You know, very much the, oh, what was me? Look what you did. Now I have to do this, you know. Um, and in all honesty, listen, I because what else I'm gonna do I said I'll be honest in all honesty I feel like what I'm feeling or have felt that I for so long and continue to carry very deep too like carry deep inside of myself just real deep uh to the point where I'm like oh forgot you was there damn where you come from all right. Um, good day here. <laughs> Just like having a meeting and I'm thinking five people finna come. So I got five sandwiches and then 10 people come and everyone's hungry. <laughs> That's what this feels like. I'm like, oh my gosh. And you guys don't want to like the parts of me. You guys don't want to like share the sandwiches. You want your own. So now I got to go back out. <laughs> get more sandwiches and what does that look like self self-compassion self-love taking care of myself being kind to myself you know <sighs> but yeah I you know maybe not so much hard-headed but victimization and maybe from a more compassionate perspective is I these relationships and connections that I cared about and still care about um they were they they suffered or ended or are suffering because I I'm I a part of me feels like some may be suffering right now and people just aren't telling me which is fine um because I I'm not gonna hold you I wouldn't know how to tell no firecracker like me like the past 10 years I've been a I've been a hothead I have been a complete emotionally. I've been a fucking hothead. You tell me I'm up in arms because I feel like you're gunning for me. So I get it. I wouldn't, I would be a little, I, you know what? I'd be like, it ain't even that deep. <laughs> I ain't go tell the shit. I just stop talking to her. Oh, and you know, to that, you know, it was hard to, it was hard to, 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 say it Netta. it was a hard pill to swallow um I was talking to my dad and he was like you know I forgot what he was talking about and it, it made sense to what he was talking about but he was like you know and people that are depressed don't nobody want to be around no depressed ass person <laughs> now his delivery what he was talking about I, I know um 
And yeah, could it have been said a little differently? Yeah, sure. Like, I guess, right? Like, maybe softer. But for who? Because that's the truth. He wasn't, what I received was, it's not, it's not just that people don't want to be around people that are depressed. That's not what it is. People don't, most depressed people are bleeding and they're bleeding on other people. That's what they don't want to be around. I don't mind you, you know, people don't mind, like even, and I think that's what makes it hard. Like you want, like when I think about moments where people have connected with me in my lowest moments of depression, I used to wonder like, why are you around me? I feel like I'm sucking like, and the thing, the interesting thing was in those unique pockets of time that I'm remembering, I was not necessarily bleeding on anyone. If anything, it was so excessively internal I was not saying anything it was very um I was almost acting it out as how a lot of men do um throughout society where it's like well I'll just like I'll I'll keep it in and like it'll come out on just like a snarky comment or me being irritable but I'm not excessively like throwing like just you know type of emotional thing and so I'd probably say the past three years it's been like it's been that um and so I've seen the impact of that one one friendship did end and even now I really I can't I'm not gonna hold you all honestly I don't know if that was what was best um and by what I mean like what was best I mean like just the way that I went about it Cause again, it was real. Like I always have this visual of like, when I think of that particular friendship ending, I see like a hand knocking all these glasses over, you know? And it's like, did you just want to get one glass? Was that your way of saying you didn't want it anymore? It was, yeah. Like an adult throwing a tantrum. Um, and I've even, these have been my own words. I'm like, you know, you let those kids have tantrums because when adults have tantrums, that shit is nasty. And I think I've been having tantrums. I think that's, I think that's been my hotheadedness. <laughs> um, yeah. But like to the, to the bleeding on, you know, people that I care deeply about and really so much, right? Like the friendships that the people that are closest to me Oh, interesting. I I realized that I would critique people. Hmm. I would critique, critique. I would critique people in my life for giving me quote unquote, like crumbs because they would come to me and their cup would be empty. And what I was so used to was like an interaction of a need-based relationship. And so if your cup's empty and my cup's empty, well, what the fuck? You know, when you're coming, I'm not saying it's right. It's actually really incorrect. <laughs> um, It's not healthy at all. But what I'm saying just perspective wise is like, I'm aware of how that happened. And on the other side of that, it's like, that's not, that's not you know, and so bleeding on them and when the mess impacted us both, I end up blaming them for regular shit that is so not comparable to what I'm actually experiencing. For example, if I am grieving, um, um, just moments of, if I, or not even grieving, if I'm healing, grief is a part of that. If I'm healing, an abandonment wound or a neglect wound and you go to the grocery store and instead of coming back in 20 minutes you come back in 40 I'm gonna lose my shit because what I experienced emotionally was you leaving in such a grotesque way (laughs) and this past year, I recognized in one particular friendship, 
because I said, oh, baby, am I repeating patterns? Whoa. Um, and it was weird because I, I couldn't tell. I, and I don't lie. I could tell. I just, I just, I think I couldn't believe that I went into it that quick. I couldn't, I, that, I, that's what I, that's what I was having a hard time believing. I said, oh, did I just get out of one thing and into another seamlessly that quick? Oh my God. Like I didn't want to believe that. I you listen, I heard somebody say it and, and they don't want, they didn't want to say, I say it. I'll say it for me. It was, it was very weak. It was, it was very like, girl, get up. Like, and you know, sometimes you need that, that talk with yourself. Like, Hey, you get up, get up. This is not like, and I think the drama, the chaos of bleeding on people, emotionally dumping, um, taking 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 and 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 then or or being mad expecting you to fill my cup and being mad when my cup's empty because suddenly it's not my cup right you know my cup my responsibility but yeah you know it's just it wasn't comparable a lot of things just I realized weren't comparable and I recognize that in a friendship uh specifically last summer I recognized I was like they're not upsetting me something else is but what they're doing is exacerbating it and yeah I'm I'm getting I've gotten ain't no getting (laughs) I've gotten to a place where I it is not only best for me but it is best for the status and the maintenance of the relationships that I value, that I stay right where I am. That if you, if you, if this is where you hear from me, this is where you hear from me for now. Because I'm, I'm setting shit off. I am. I am. I am. And I can acknowledge that and I will accept that. And as much as I'm fucking terrified petrified okay petri shaking in my boots shiver me timbers ho as much as I'm terrified of healing and looking up and nobody that I want to be there is there um I remind myself of a few things one perspective (laughs) I'm not alone now I've never truly been nor will I ever be Two, I would rather have connections with people from a healed place of living instead of a hurt and need-based place. So with that alone, the healing's worth it. You know, I'm worth it. Um, my life is worth it. My The quality of my life is worth it. Um... And everything's taken care of. I can focus on healing. And that's, that is scary that everything, you know, this must be that part where it's like, God got it. (laughs) You know, um, I'm in a position now where everyone in my life is they want the same thing for me and from me. And I'm not going to hold you. That's, that's, that's being bink in my ass. That's whoop, 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 whoop. Bop, bop, bop. Yeah, that's getting me. Um, because I've been spending my entire life asking f- things from people or asking to receive affection or asking to get love and then I'm like okay here you go like in exchange and so not only to have it abundantly in my dynamics with people um and to have it so genuinely and organically 
And them looking at me like, we're not asking you for anything. And so what that leaves me with is the grief of being like, so what do you do now? Cause you know, if you've, if you've spent a majority of your lived experience or what you can remember, um, catering to people's needs and emotions almost hyper vigilantly to the extent that, you know, you get into adulthood and a lot of people may just process it as, oh, that's just, that's just, that's just her. Without, you know, people that are, you know, then the people that get really close are like, oh no, that's like a, a wound being expressed. I'm gonna love you through it. Like I was just telling someone the other day how my best friend is the reason that I know about like unconditional love, which is a beautiful thing um at the same time I we didn't start becoming like really good friends until maybe like I was like 20 I'd say like we was real we was locked in and it took in me it just it just take time um but we've been friends since I was 18 and so when I look at from a place of accountability, responsibility and integrity and what is important to me, um, starting over healing, like truly just sitting with myself, asking the difficult questions, crying the motherfucking tears, feeling the feels being allowing myself to feel angry allowing myself to feel frustrated and annoyed and sad and disappointed and you know heartbroken and all of those things it's like I would I look at my relationships now and I'm like yeah like to what I was saying earlier I I've, I've, I've lost enough really good connections due to this. Um, and some are not even lost. They're just severed and that takes time. And, you know, you sever things and you can't, it's not up to, it's not up to me that, you know, just when I'm healed, it's just, okay, y'all ready? Y'all ready? That's just not how that works. Um, and so I'm okay with that truth. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with starting over and I'm, and I would rather, again, I would rather, I would just rather figure my shit out because I, when I look at my relationships, when I truly look at my life, like it's great. I have, my life is filled with people that love me, care about me, and yeah. Also, I'm not seeing people clearly. Like, again, I just, I keep thinking, I'm like, are you sure you're not, (laughs) you're not trying to get me? And it's like, they're not trying to get you, Buki. They are not trying to get you. I hope y'all can't hear that alarm because it's loud as hell. Ugh, first Tuesday. Oh my gosh. Hold on. Okay, we're we're back. Ooh. Okay, I was like, what type of alarm is that? What type of first I said it's the it's the siren from the you know, they do it every month. Then I said, Hold on, those sound like a lot of fire trucks. Anyway, back to what I was saying. You know, it's gotten to the point where it's extremely evident that I'm not seeing people in my life clearly, and that is a problem for me because People care about me. People love me. And people have always cared about me and loved me. I was not seeing it. Um, And that was even hard for me to hear 
that I wasn't seeing it when it was coupled with um, just regular everyday shit. You know, like I was saying earlier, you know, if I'm if if I got abandonment issues and you say you're going to do something and then you don't do it. Well, now you've you know, you haven't done anything. It has exacerbated that wound. And so I am responding from that instead of responding from, oh, well, it was just traffic or something or. You know, they said they were going to do this and things happen. I understand. Like, I'm not, my empathy, it's like shot or it's not even shot. It's like confused. We need to, yeah, healing. Um, And I reconnected with someone from my childhood recently and we're really good friends. And since then, I've been really curious about what that means for me in the space I'm in because I also connected with some other people, like reconnected. And I was like, what is going on? Why are we like, what, what are you reflecting back at me? Um, because I understand that that's, that is how life works, especially when it comes to people, um, come to find out. (laughs) It was a few things, but the one that stood out the most was that the connection reminded me of a mental and emotional space that I thought I left or like was leaving. I didn't realize I was still here, which is that everyone's out to get me in some way emotionally or mentally so like always have your guard up sometimes even sometimes you even gotta throw the first punch because you never know you never know which is wild like living life like that is so not fun I would not recommend okay whoa would not recommend um so looking from that time till now I see how that has continued to show up in my friendships and my connections with family members and I was I was humbled the other day by my own thoughts <laughs> I asked myself why I've always encouraged everyone else to make changes um for me like around like for me to feel better um but I never saw fit that like like th- that never was a question for me like everyone else changed, not me. And I said, wow, that's a hard pill to swallow. Like it is, it just is because it's not a, that's, that's not who I am. That's not who I want to be. That's not, it's, it's me. It was me acting like that from a place of hurt, a place of pain and a nice, a nice case of victimization. You know, because I'll be honest, you you can definitely get a kick out of the woe is me. You do. You get the chaos. You get the thrill. You get the roller coaster. You get the excitement. The, oh, my God. <laughs> Look at what's happening. Oh my God. You know, you just. But then uh, for me, life, it got to a point where life was feeling like an echo chamber. So that wasn't fun anymore. Because. No one in my life was affirming my bullshit, which is how it should be. Like in this, in this regard, I say this very lightly and carefully, but it is so, I'm so happy that I feel alone. I'm, I'm happy that I feel othered in my own life. Because that means, that just showed me like I'm not being myself in the way that I believe. This is not fully me. You're still hurting and you're still acting out of that hurt. And so, you know, I was so used to like being needed and having need-based connections that once I realized a few things um, that I didn't need or realized how to get them myself my world started to shift like the way that I saw it. But then I went back. Um, I did, I did, I did, I did, I did. I went back, I went back because this healing is healing. This healing shit is hard. 
hard. Okay? Hard. This healing shit is hard as fuck. Like, even when I remember, I do, I do. I remember seeing on the internet, they said, y'all act like this healing shit is like, it's like, it look like, it don't look like that. And I used to agree (laughs) for a different reason because I thought I was healing. What I was doing, listen, I was putting on a fucking show. There was a part of me that was definitely putting on a show. There was a part of me that was attached to feeling. I just, I like to me, that was a thrill of life. Pain was about as thrilled as it was getting. And so to me, having excitement and stability, that's a new one. That's new for me. How to create excitement and stability in one's life because to me, I thought you, I thought you had, I thought you had to pick. So I chose excitement <laughs> and I just said, Ooh, got more than I bargained for. Okay. Um, but yeah, this, this healing shit hard. And, and <laughs> I don't give a fuck when nobody talking about all this crying, ghetto, all this crying, but I'm, I'm also happy. <laughs> Cry it out. Cry it out. Cause what I mean by like going back is, literally about this time last year or maybe even like oh damn it's february girl i don't know just or sometime around last year okay i want to say like march april um i was on my way Mm-hmm. and it got scary because i was so much on my way like it was scary to be alone because this this space, this journey, this path, it don't got nobody name on it but mine. I can't bring nobody with me. I don't get to have a partner in crime. I don't get to have somebody like a like a like in the movies, like they got a buddy or something. You know, that's not what's happening. I don't have somebody with snacks. <laughs> I don't I'm thinking of Lord of the Rings. I don't got nobody with food. I'm not, I'm, you know, maybe it's one of those things that a perspective is I'm gonna meet people along the way, <laughs> but it just got really scary. So I went back. I did. I went back and it was because I felt like everything around me was falling and it was. And I think in all honesty, from that time till now, I had tried to pick up the pieces of what was broken and build the same shit back the thing is though it was broke from the beginning right that's why it failed it wasn't it wasn't it was done and i'm trying to pick up the pieces of stuff that's done like it's done it's over with it's so done and in reality yeah like you know it's just it's done it's done in reality it's time to just walk away Cut my losses, learn from the lesson, do better. So in so many words, I didn't fully grieve. I couldn't, I couldn't, it felt unbearable at the time that 10 years of what I have made an effort to do, not only didn't happen, but I added more shit. And so I felt like I didn't just waste it. I did other things and I know that that's just what it feels like because at the same time I am of the belief that all of my experiences have served me that even the relationships that I fear you know I may have squandered or ones now that I'm like damn is like that is a genuine fear and I'm just gonna have to face it every day. <laughs> I'm just gonna have to face it till it till 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 the, that bitch scared of me. Shit, I don't know. <laughs> I'm just gonna have to face it, which is, you know, that like there's people that I have in my life now that I would just so like to keep. And I don't I don't know if they finna be on the other side of this. Cause again, I'm on this journey by my lonesome. It's nobody here with me. Okay, do you hear anybody else on this podcast? Listen, exactly. <laughs> But the feeling is very uh five of cups for all my tarot girlies. Um, you know, five of cups for anybody that doesn't know. 
it is a tarot card that represents grief and in the image on the card it usually shows five cups but three of them are spilled and you know three are spilled yeah I got two but I'm sad as fuck over them three like I'm like I'm 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 yeah I'm yeah whatever uh yeah all of that but this time there's nothing to go back to the past is completed it's done what was done was done what was said was said and I can choose to be different so I'm choosing to be different I'm choosing to make different decisions and to face this shit head on you know choosing self-compassion forgiving myself and others um feeling the depth of my pain because you know I know it ain't gonna overtake me it just this shit deep I need scuba diving gear or something I need um <laughs> this I'll be like damn like some stuff I'll experience like I'll cry over it and I'll be like what happened and in all honesty sometimes it really doesn't fucking matter like when you're crying when you're grieving it don't the details aren't really you know for me we don't details not now not in real time like we don't need to know what happened to cry about it and I think that comes maybe from a place of like compassion like I don't need to it doesn't it don't got to be all that it don't and I just and at the same time I trust you know Ooh, as spooky hooky as it is I trust more than than my like my, my trust in this is bigger than my fear in that I'm not gonna have the same people which is like I trust that me healing and doing this is going to have one of the most beautiful and positive impacts not just on my life now but for the rest of my life and so there's a lot of people in this world and you know one may go 10 may come 10 may go and the one may come you know I just I trust it I trust God I trust my decision making I trust the way my life unfolds the way it's been unfolding and another perspective that I gave myself this morning which I was really I was really thankful to have that you know now as I process past experiences this is now a journey of also collecting those golden nuggets of wisdom you know I don't know I just have this vision of like a a garden or like a think of like a vineyard but it's all gold just gold like pearls shining you know like a real luminescent thing on the inside and you just and imagine like every shitty situation in your life has one of those pearls or golden thingies that's just how I see it I because it's what I think it's it's not even just how I see it it's what I truly believe so that's why I see it like that like I believe that one my past can't hurt me hello <laughs> um okay that's been done <laughs> um it's already been done right the bad's been done and at the same time it's like it's safe to go back it's safe to look it's safe to heal um it's safe to go through those things and to release the things that don't serve me and to continue to hold on to the beautiful wisdom of the things that do (sighs) and so you know another part uh or not another part another part um being overwhelmed with all the love and care I've received over the years yeah that's been a new one um for the things I wasn't able to see at the time it's so beautiful like the way that life is set up like God has a God call because the fact that I still have access to the love that people have given me 
And these people, some of these people aren't even present in my life. And that's, I don't, I don't think that that's a special thing that's occurring with me. I believe it's what happens when you open yourself up to the love that you believe yourself to deserve. And so, right, like I deserved it all along. I just didn't believe it. Thus, I wasn't open to receiving it. And so it kind of just stood there. But the beautiful thing that I'm experiencing is like, it didn't go somewhere else. You didn't, you know, like sometimes you, at least I do, I'll feel sometimes like, I'm losing something or I'm losing access to a thing or a person or, you know, and it's like, I'm, I'm feeling love and gratitude for situations that have they done like they're done. And having access to that is beautiful, you know, and then there's still like a level of sadness that some of those people just aren't here. So I'm feeling it without them being here, um, which I would have been nice, but this is how it is. This is a part of the change, a part of the evolving process. Um, and all in all, I would just rather lick my wounds or, and, or <laughs> heal in public than bleed on people that I value deeply in private. Like I'm so over bleeding on people and I'm doing, I'm just taking the necessary precautions and steps to heal myself and also protect my relationships from the hurt version of myself that's trying to you know hey hey we just you just need a hug I don't need you boxing people whoa let me give you the hug please please because another thing transparency moment as if the whole thing as if this whole episode hasn't been that um (laughs) um I realized about six months ago I couldn't stop talking about me. <laughs> I'm so serious. It was bad. Um, it was so bad. It was so, it was so uncomfortable. It was weird. It was icky and it made it even more uncomfortable because no one was saying anything. <laughs> Nobody was stopping me. Nobody was telling me like, even like politely, like Netta, stop talking. Like you don't have to, you don't let, let someone else talk. Um, And that fucked with me mentally because I knew what was happening. I just didn't know how to stop it. And I didn't know what it was. I just knew I kept talking about me. And the only thing I knew was like, okay, a part of me wants to feel heard. But damn, like, whoa, like I just, it was like word vomit. Like I couldn't stop myself. And, you know, you know, shout out to the people that I guess didn't stop me. Um, because maybe they thought like, you know what? I love her. She, she gonna figure it out. Um, and also, yeah, no, I appreciate that also. Cause at the same time, my healing is my responsibility. And, you know, it's, it's also been a really big thing for me, recognizing the fullness of what it means to know and truly move in this way that people and, our dynamics with the people in our life are not vehicles. Like they're not the people in my life. They're not vehicles for me to heal and then get off when I'm done. And that comes, and I know where that comes from. It comes from that need based relationship because that was how I grew up. That was what I knew. Um, and I knew, I knew it was deeper than, than I thought. Um, I just, I was getting surprised, you know, that people wanted me in their life. Like that threw me off when I was ready to go. When I felt like I had rang something dry or, which is really fucked up. That's, that's just where I was though. In a fucked up place. Um, and yeah, just, 
recognizing and realizing like wow people people like me (laughs) they actually want me around okay strange um they don't need anything or want anything okay I'm used to showing up in a position from here you go and then when it's your end of the bargain you know follow through but that's not what's occurring so so what I'm experiencing is two things one why do you like me right two if it's from a need base like perspective when I when you don't hold up your end of the bargain that I really did tell you about um I feel slighted and that's not one that's not what a true healthy or you know dynamic is about and it just it's just a bad it's it's a rough listen guys I'm having a rough time (laughs) it's just it's a rough it's a rough moment in life right now and the beautiful thing is I have friendships where I can relax if I choose to and in and in the past and even recent past I still experience them as if I need to protect myself from imminent danger and that is not the case so reminding myself that I'm safe uh has been a hell of a ride and um yeah it's never too late to heal it's never too late to be a better version of yourself and I was really I always had like a ick for starting over because I think that it was coming from a place of a really deep place of shame because I felt like what could have happened that you have to start over in life for whatever reason I I saw it apply to things outside of myself like oh start a project over or start um like my YouTube channel over and over again <laughs> or starting like this isn't my first podcast but it seemed like when it came to me that just seemed like oh and I think it's because we're not projects we're people and projects you don't feel bad for starting over but when you're a person you have to come from a place of love because you're not a project. And so it requires a lot more compassion to see a different tomorrow, to see a better you. That's that's not a project, that's evolution. Ooh, ooh, that was a lot. That was, <sighs> well, thank you guys for listening. I really hope that you guys stay along just to witness I guess the journey or maybe you guys will come in halfway through or who knows but this is gonna be exciting because ain't no turning back ain't nothing to turn back to just keep reminding me ain't nothing to, it's nothing to turn back to <laughs> it's nothing to turn back to I feel like um Alice in Wonderland when she when she had got sh- when she shrunk when she went through that door she had to keep going so she had to go Ooh, that's another word she couldn't go back she had to she had to get through that door so she had to uh, she had to make some changes baby to get through that door to get to where she mm, mm, i'm about to shout oh all right well <laughs> this is how i get off the phone y'all all right <laughs> because it feels like a phone call but and that's oh wow no need to throw a low blow at myself but (laughs) anyway thank you guys for listening and i will catch you guys on the next episode of a way back home bye love you